the environment and women's health and, and health equity, that is our lane. And we do need to make sure that people understand these impacts. I mean, climate change is going to affect all of us. It's affecting all of us now. And we need to be ahead of the curve. We need to be thinking forward of not only how can we play our part in mitigating some of the effects of climate change to the best of our ability as a healthcare system, but also be aware of what the future impacts might be. Welcome to 20-Minute Health Talk. I'm your host, Rob Hoyle. On October 5th, Northwell Health will host its first Raise Health Forum, which will cast a light on health equity, women's health, and environmental health. Today, we have on the show three featured speakers, each leading panels for this event. We have Dr. Jacqueline Moline. She is the Senior Vice President of Occupational Medicine, Epidemiology, and Prevention and Dr. Stacy Rosen, who is the Senior Vice President for Women's Health at the Katz Institute for Women's Health. But first, we speak with Dr. Deb Salas-Lopez. As Northwell's Senior Vice President for Community and Population Health, she has taken a leadership role in combating COVID-19 and working with communities disproportionately impacted by the virus. Dr. Salas-Lopez has dedicated her career to amplifying the voices of diverse communities and was recently named as one of the 10 Women to Watch on Modern Healthcare's Top 25 Women Leaders. Dr. Deb Salas-Lopez, the name of your panel is The Power of Inf Innovation, How Technology Will Power the Future of Health. Tell us a little bit about what that means. Yeah, we have some exciting speakers on our panel and they'll be talking to us about the innovations uh, that are here now and or will be in the future. Uh, particularly artificial intelligence. What's the impact of that on health and health access and equity? Um, we'll talk about data, data analytics, uh, and some of the other futuristic ways that we'll be able to use data and analytics and technology to improve health, uh, improve care, improve access, and of course, all through the lens of equity and health equity. What are the top issues impacting this field? Um, well, there's a few. Uh, in terms of health equity in general, it's really about access to care. Um, and certainly, I think that that's an important thing to think about. COVID taught us that uh, we have very vulnerable communities uh, that need better access to care. Technology is one way to bridge that gap. It's not all the way, right? Because we have to think about the digital divide. How does technology? Uh, how is technology a barrier in some communities because they don't have access to technology? So it certainly got us thinking about what we need to improve access, uh, not only physical access to care, but also using technology for our consumers and our community uh, in ways that make sense and make it available to them. Uh, by the way, that includes digital literacy, right? COVID also taught us that many of our community members either don't have technology or don't know how to navigate our computer, including our elderly. And so that I think is, is one of the big issues that is impacting this field, access to care and how can technology bridge the gap uh, in that in that space in an equitable manner. I think the next thing is, um, you know, we're also going to have a panel. We're going to hear during our conference a panel on environmental health. How How is environmental health affecting our communities, all of our communities, but in particular our vulnerable communities, right? Just think about it. You know, there are community members that can't afford an air conditioner or watch their electric bill. And how does climate change affect that community member? Uh, in, uh, in, uh, in, in our community. So environmental health increasingly is an issue that we are taking a stand around and looking carefully at. 
Then, of course, you know, the other inequities that, that exist that are attributed to the social determinants of health, right? Food insecurity has become a big issue. Um, education, inequities in education. So there are lots of things that we can absolutely look at that, frankly, this pandemic taught us a lot about. And so what moving forward, what can we do to address those issues proactively uh, and, you know, together and in partnership with community and, and other leaders? Awesome. Well, so when you talk about uh, equity, health equity, before you touched on on food insecurity, in a lot of urban areas, people don't have access to fresh fruits and vegetables. How do we solve that problem? You know, that's part um, at the root of, of poverty and unemployment. One piece of it is affordability. The other is access. We have areas in, in communities where there's a, a food desert where you don't have access to healthy foods and, and vegetables because the stores, the convenience stores, the local stores, where that community member can walk to doesn't have it. And so we call those food deserts. And think about the link to health and wellness. Um, you can't control your diabetes, your hypertension, you know, your uh, you know weight management and all the things that people want to do to, to live a better quality of life if you can't afford a healthy foods. And so it's all linked. Uh, and it's important for us to think about that when we're seeing our patients and they're coming in to, uh, to get care from us. The last thing I'll say is that chronic conditions like obesity and diabetes and hypertension worsened during COVID uh, because of not only the results of COVID, the, the pandemic, but also the food insecurity and the access to healthy food became an issue. This forum is tackling uh, health issues, uh, inequity, women's health. Why is it important for a health system to get involved in this and to tackle these issues? Well, if not us, then who? You know, Northwell Health in particular, largest uh, system in uh, New York State. And um, we care. We care about our patients. We care about equity, access to care. We care about women's issues. Um, Maternal and infant morbidity and mortality, particularly high in our Black, Brown, and Latinx communities. We care about climate change and how that's becoming a public health crisis. And so if, if not us, who? Uh, to tackle these issues, to convene, to bring people together, to collaborate, to partner, to create enthusiasm, to create a movement. Um, and, and, you know, that partners, uh, collaborators from across the country and the world, to because together we're stronger. We figured that out with COVID. We created a partnership ecosystem. That's how we succeeded and will continue to succeed. So join us if you want to find partners like you that care about these issues and want to make a difference. Awesome. Dr. Salas Lopez will be leading the panel, The Power of Innovation, How Technology Will Power the Future of Health. On that panel is Ann Ertz, head of the Novartis Foundation, Shez Partovi, Chief Innovation and Strategy Officer for Royal Phillips, and Dina Shakir, a partner at Lux Capital. Next, we speak with doctors Jackie Moline and Stacy Rosen, who will host panels on environmental health and women's health, respectively. Dr. Jacqueline Moline is Senior Vice President of Occupational Medicine, Epidemiology, and Prevention at Northwell. She is also director of Northwell's Queens World Trade Center Health Program. In addition to clinical work, Dr. Moline works on research concerning environmental and occupational health concerns. Dr. Stacy Rosen is vice president for women's health for the Katz Institute for Women's Health, where she oversees the development and coordination of a comprehensive and integrated approach to women's health services at Northwell. She was also named the American Heart Association's 2021 Physician of the Year. 
Through the Cass Institute, she is working hard to eliminate healthcare disparities through comprehensive clinical programs, gender-based research, and community partnerships and education. So the Raise Health Forum is on October 5th. Um, it's a virtual event anyone can join. And we're going to be talking about leading experts are going to be talking about women's health, environmental health, and health equity. Uh, just tell me why it's important, Dr. Moline, why it's important for a health system to tackle these issues. Well, environmental health affects all of us. I mean, if we think about some of the core principles that uh, environmental health, which is ultimately prevention, which is making sure that um, we're not affected by our environment in terms of how it affects our health. But, you know, we need clean air and clean water to breathe from the most fundamental standpoint. Um, And if we don't recognize, understand, um, and move forward in tackling some of the pressing issues that are affecting our environment now, um, and ultimately our health, um, some of these health problems are already showing up. Um, but we know in the future it's going to be far more dramatic. Yeah, I think most people, when, when they hear this, they don't really think of a health system getting involved, but I guess it's important for a health system to be involved. Well, I, I mean, it's critical because, you know, people often don't realize the impact of how the environment is affecting their health. I, I mean, sometimes there are concrete times where we are aware of it. For example, during the wildfires that were a direct result of climate change. So it's changes in our environment that were occurring 3,000 miles away on the west coast of the United States. We saw poor air quality on the east coast. Air quality that was so horrible that folks were, were implored to stay inside if they had any respiratory problems. But if they did come in, if they did have more asthma, if they uh, asthma attacks, if they did have more cardiovascular issues, then healthcare workers and hospitals and healthcare settings needed to realize the environmental impact that's causing this um, rise in the number of folks with asthma, for example. So Dr. Moline, when you're talking about environmental health, just explain to our audience what that is. So environmental health is really a, a way of thinking about how our outside environment affects us. It can be expansive, meaning what we take into our bodies. The most visible way, I think, is in clean water. So do we have clean drinking water? Is it safe? Is it free of bacteria and other things like that so we don't get food poisoning? Um, Is it free of lead? I mean, we're all aware of Flint, Michigan. But, you know, lead poisoning and lead in the water has been around for millennia. We need to think about environmental health both from a very... Uh, a global perspective or a macro perspective, as well as thinking about our own home environments. What what do we have in our home that might be dangerous? Products that you might use in your home, home cleaners. What's in the soil that can contaminate, that can get into the air? What can get into the waterways? As well as what can get into the foods that we eat. One thing we think about with environmental exposures is something like mercury. Mercury in fish. Where does that mercury come from, actually? It comes from pollution from typically power plants that becomes airborne. So it goes into the air and then eventually falls into the sea, gets taken up by the plankton. The plankton then gets eaten by the small fish that get eat, and then the larger fish eat the smaller fish and then it bioaccumulates so that 
there's a risk of mercury poisoning in folks who eat a lot of large fish. That's an environmental exposure. That's not, that's that you're eating. It comes from oral ingestion, but it really is a direct result of poor air quality. Dr. Rosen, your panel is titled Breaking the Mold in Women's Health, which you've really dedicated your career to. Tell us about that and what you're doing here at what we're doing here at Northwell Health. Thanks, Ron. Well, historically, uh, the healthcare world had a male model for healthcare discovery and healthcare delivery. And we historically assumed that the male was the same as the female, except for what has colloquially been called the bikini parts, you know, the parts of a woman's body that are covered by a bikini. And decades of bikini medicine led to in, 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 inequities in healthcare outcomes. When we studied men only and extrapolated our findings and our delivery rec recommendations to women, we found that the outcomes weren't the same. Historically, we defined women's health as being just about the breasts and reproductive organs. But the truth is we've learned since then that every cell in your body has a sex in essence. And sex as a biologic variable, as Dr. Clayton speaks about, is critical to good science and good health outcomes. Right. Uh, your panel um, is pretty exciting and you have some pretty impressive panelists. Just tell us a little bit about your panel. Oh, sure. Dr. Janine Clayton. Dr. Clayton uh, leads the Office of Research in Women's Health and is uh, the Associate Director of Research on Women's Health at the National Institutes. She has had an illustrious career really pushing sex as a biologic variable. She speaks about this being not a, 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 an add-on. It needs to be baked in to everything we do. And the question of, you know, how and in what way does sex matter needs to be part of all forms of research we do. And, and secondly, Nancy Brown, who's been the chief um, executive officer for the American Heart Association for over two decades. And the American Heart Association, for which I've volunteered for ages, has really focused on anti-racism, health equity, and really being a, a um, global powerhouse when it comes to the importance of social determinants of health and the impact that has on our communities. Dr. Moline, we don't sometimes we don't really think about healthcare getting involved in the environment. Tell us a little bit about your panel and what's going to be discussed. Oh, it's really an, an exciting uh, panel and, and so looking forward to having the opportunity to um, speak with uh, and learn from Dr. Karen Hacker, who is uh, the director of the National Center for Chronic Disease Prevention and Health Promotion at the CDC. And, you know, the CDC has various agencies, such as the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry, which monitors the environmental exposures that we're all facing in the United States. So she's um, looking forward to hearing how the federal government is working uh, to take data that they collect and, and uh, allow us to make trends. And also uh, on the panel is an environmental lawyer, Corey Stern, who is spearheading uh, the litigation in Flint, Michigan, which is really what's highlighting a lot of the environmental impact from uh, a, a, a crazy decision that was made by the state of Michigan uh, to change the water source, uh, which led to uh, lead poisoning in a community 
uh, and really impacted their environmental health. And, you know, one of the elements that's so exciting about this conference is when we think about all of them together, because the environment, we know that there are health disparities, environmental equity, and it's called, often called environmental justice or environmental injustice with communities of color predominantly have far more polluting uh, industries and environmental challenges uh, than more affluent communities. Uh, the whole NIMBY, not in my backyard movement is to keep it somewhere else and not into my backyard. One of the, the values of getting health systems involved in topics that people may say aren't in our lane. Well, it is in our lane we're taking care of. We're seeing the impact. We're seeing the medical impact. We're seeing the psychological impact on families from something like gun violence. But the environment and women's health and, and health equity, that is our lane. And we do need to make sure that people understand these impacts. I mean, climate change is going to affect all of us. It's affecting all of us now. I mean, whether it's from the recent floods, from a hurricane. I mean, we haven't seen things like that in um, forever um, related to a, a hurricane that landed, didn't make landfall here, made landfall in the Gulf, but was mm. so powerful that it caused massive flooding and devastation in New York and New Jersey. Climate change has tremendous impacts and it's gonna impact our health and we need to be ahead of the curve. We need to be thinking forward of not only how can we play our part in mitigating some of the effects of climate change to the best of our ability as a healthcare system, but also be aware of what the future impacts might be. Yeah. And Dr. Moline, I guess, you know, people, when they don't, when they think about change and, and, and I guess it starts with, 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 with recognizing some of the problems and you guys are addressing these problems. I, yeah, that is the goal. I mean, you, you know, the person in the ER is the front line. They're seeing the impact when someone's coming in with a health problem related directly to it. But I think we need to, to step back and say, why do you have this problem? It isn't only, yes, you have this problem. And of course, as a healthcare system, we're going to treat that problem here and now. But we need to take those steps back. And I think conferences like this and a focus like this is saying, let's take a step back and see what we can do to prevent or and if we can't prevent, to be prepared to really uh, make sure that we're in the best position to impact our communities from a healthcare perspective. Maybe only 20% of our ability to stay healthy or keep our individuals healthy happens in those traditional healthcare environments. And what goes on in your home, in your neighborhoods, in your schools, food choices, air we breathe, access, language issues, etc have 80% of an impact. So our health system sees that and knows that, you know, in addition to our extraordinary scientists and clinicians and operating rooms and technology, this is, as Jackie put it, this is our lane because otherwise we're really not fully managing the health of our communities and every individual in our community. You know, Deb's talking about technology. How does that help also too in this bigger conversation? I think technology gives us, you know, an entirely new um, advanced toolkit that, that can really be aligned with the mission of, in my world, you know, better health outcomes for women, uh, better health outcomes for their families, 
um, and the overlap between all the topics discussed at this forum are, you know, are clear. It, it is an intersectionality, that sweet spot in a Venn diagram of all the different components that are required to be aligned for optimal community health. And, and, and you know, going back a step, the fact that health systems like ours, healthcare professionals like all of us, value the importance of this um, and, and focus on the totality of what we need to do in order to keep our different communities healthy. Uh, Dr. Moline, Dr. Rosen, thank you so much for joining us on 20 Minute Health Talk. And for you, the listener, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Rob Hoyle. Have a great day and stay safe. Get more expert insight from some of the leading voices in healthcare today. Subscribe to 20 Minute Health Talk on Podbean, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts.